Welcome to Season 3 of The Power of Potential, a podcast hosted and produced by St. Rose High School in Belmar, New Jersey. The show is dedicated to helping parents navigate the world of private education while showcasing the potential of its students, teachers, and alumni. St. Rose High School has been empowering potential since 1923. Now, here are your hosts, Junior Ariana Simon and Senior Chelsea Legato. Welcome to, back to the Power Potential Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 3. That's like a really good, like 3-3, three, three, I like that. Uh, today we have Coach Dell with us, who is our new athletic director. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Well, as you said, my name is Coach Dell Prav. I've been here since August and um, had a great time uh, assimilating into the St. Rose culture. Um, I am wearing yellow today, but, you know, I went to high school at Rumson Fairhaven, so I, I like the color of purple. There was a time where I didn't like it when I was away, when I was at Red Bank Regional for about 15 years. Um, so I'm excited to be here, and, uh, you know, I'm your athletic director and activities director here at St. Rose High School. That's great. So you just mentioned that you were at RBR for 15 years. Can you talk a little bit about your career path even before that and what made you want to be an athletic director? Well, you know, in high school, like I went to Remsen Fairhaven, graduated from Remsen Fairhaven. Um, I remember it was like my sophomore or junior year, you know, when you start thinking about what you want to do in life. And I remember we were going out to lunch. And back then they had open campuses back then uh, where you could leave actually for lunch, even as a sophomore or junior. Um, and I saw my high school baseball coach out there playing softball with the kids, just pitching the ball in. And I said, God, I would love to be able to do that. Came back from lunch about an hour later, and he was still doing it. And by that, in that hour, I was like, okay, that's definitely what I want to do. So I went to school to become a phys ed teacher after high school. Um, went to um, William Patterson College, played football and baseball there for two years. And then went to Glassboro State College, which is now Rowan University. Graduated there with a health and phys ed degree. Um, and basically knew my playing career was done. Uh, obviously, my real goal was to catch for the Yankees or play fullback for the Jets, but as you can see, that didn't work out. Um, and then became a phys ed teacher in the Fairhaven School District. I grew up in Rumson, but, you know, Rumson Fairhaven is connected. I was teaching phys ed for there about eight years. I was the assistant football coach and baseball coach at Rumson Fairhaven, then became the head baseball coach at Henry Hudson while I was still teaching in Fairhaven. Left Fairhaven, then went to Ocean Township High School, where I was the baseball coach, assistant football coach, and phys ed teacher. I was there for about 10 years. And towards the end of those 10 years, I became the assistant athletic director. And then the athletic director at the time got sick, and I became the interim athletic director. And I was like, wow, I can really, I think I can do this. Because if, if someone told me I would be a, an athletic director, which is, the, you know, it's basically a, a degree to be a principal or a vice principal, Back when I was like in high school or eighth grade, I was said, no, there's no way Del Del Prado is going to become an administrator at a school. Um, but athletics was the thing I loved. And so as an interim athletic director, I said, you know, I can do this. And at the time, uh, the Rums Red Bank regional job opened up and I applied for it. I live in Red Bank now and I was living at Red Bank at the time, got the job and I was there as an athletic director for 15 years. So right there, that's kind of almost like a 35-year teaching and, and administrative degree uh, career in a nutshell. Uh, and then I retired in 2020. And I don't know if you know the story, but I did retire on March 7th, 2020. And it, that was a magical day in our state history 
We had the first COVID kid in New Jersey. And Red Bank Regional won that distinction. We had a, a girl who had COVID. And literally, I was at Trenton that day filling out my retirement papers, came back, and the buses were loaded up, and the kids left. And that was my last day at Red Bank Regional as the athletic director because the next six months till July 1st, July, you know, into July, into August, we were actually shut down because of COVID. Um, so that was my exit, you know, had no retirement party, which I was ecstatic about because I didn't want to have a retirement party because I knew I was going to come back and hopefully work for a school like St. Rose. And it all worked out. We're down for the positive. So you just mentioned that you had, had sort of an idea in your head about coming back and not fully retiring. Why did you want to do that, and why did you choose St. Rose as the place to come back? Well, um, in between, well, if you look at it, there's a two-year gap in between there. I was uh, teaching. I taught a place called the Hebrew Academy over in Marlboro. I loved teaching, but, I, you know, I just felt like it was too, I was too old. I felt like I, my body just couldn't go out there and play kickball, play volleyball, because you could see with me being an athletic director, I'm not a guy who's going to sit in my office. Same thing with a phys ed teacher. I'm not going to sit there and roll the ball out. I'm going to play. So even with, like, kindergarten kids, when I taught kindergarten, you could see, I was, I'll was i be honest, in kindergarten, teaching kindergarten, I was undefeated in kickball. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, those kids definitely learned how to play kickball, but I made sure I won. And I'm not only kidding, but, uh, but um, I knew I wanted to do something more. So then I knew that, you know, I, it was kind of catching up with me after so many years of not, you know, teaching phys ed. And then along came the uh, Blue Claws the Lakewood Blue Claws, the minor league baseball team, now they're called the Jersey Shore Blue Claws, they offered me a job to be um, to be a groundskeeper and basically work on the fields. And I'm not going to lie to you, I loved it. And this summer I'm going to be doing it part-time a little bit. Um, my son actually is on my crew there. Um, and I, it was a lot of fun. And while I was there, I met a fella um, who was actually in our front office who went to St. Rose. And we got to talking about you know his education, what he did in athletics. And he just glowed about athletics at St. Rose and I always knew about St. Rose athletics as an athletic director as a coach I always admired as a small school how they just rally around each other played with the game with class and dignity and I loved how they did it and literally the day we had that conversation that night the old athletic director Dennis Carey called me up and told me he was getting the job at Allentown and thought that I would be a good fit here and I should apply I told him absolutely not because I knew his job was de was athletics as well as um, oh, what he, else did he do? Like, uh, he was also the uh, um, vice principal of student affairs. Yes, yeah, discipline. So, yeah, discipline. The yeah. main word is discipline. Yeah. So I didn't want to become a disciplinarian, especially for a school that I really didn't know the kids well enough. I didn't teach them. Um, and that's why I think Ms. Ganley is so wonderful because she knows all you guys. She knows the school. She went to school here. She's a perfect fit. Where I didn't want to become that part, where I knew with athletics, I can definitely get to know the kids, assimilate into the culture, as well as you know do what I know from athletics and make the athletics hopefully better. So that's why I thought it was going to be a perfect fit. And uh, you know, for the first six months, I think it has been. Yeah, I mean, I think we think you've been great, too. Yeah. Like, I've... definitely having pep rallies, and we're all coming back together after kind of being apart because of COVID. Yeah. Right. Like, even last year, we didn't have a norm. We, we had one pep rally, and it wasn't like it, the last two have been in the fall and now this winter one that just passed. And having Pride in the R days where we get to, right. we're dressed down on top. It, it really makes everyone feel involved, even if you don't play a fall sport or a yeah. winter sport. Yeah, right. and I, I mean... Granted, I mean, I've been here for four years. I know two of those were COVID years, but 
my time here, I've never seen like an athletic director who has been so as involved in like with the school as you've been. Right. Like my probably my first three years of the school, I didn't even really know who the athletic director was. And now anyone asks me, you know, right. And anyone can ask who the athletic director is here. We know right away. It's right. Coach Doe. And if they don't know me, I'd be happy to come up and visit them in class and, <laughs> and say hi. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And but I will tell you, though. Mrs. Harmon, who's also the assistant athletic director and trainer, she's been here for 20 years. She helps me and makes it like where it, it fits the mold of what we've done and it makes it better. So like you said with pep rallies, we haven't had pep rallies, but all of us, the whole nation coming out of COVID, the whole world, we all want to do stuff where we can kind of like bring some stuff back, but make it even better. And I'm hopefully that we've done that, you know, um, but the kids energy is what, feeds those pep rallies and things like that and the excitement at games. Um, but there's also a network behind it. And even like Mr. Fulgaris, who obviously does all this stuff where he get out, all the kids know where things are going on. They see their pictures up in the hallway. They know what's going on. There's a communication part also that, you know, he takes care of. Um, and like even me being here today, where at other schools, we didn't have a forum like this to talk and open up and talk to kids about this or their parents. Um, and that's why I think, you know, me being a product of the 80s, and that's a negative thing where the technology part, there's all these other parts that are taken care of where I can just show up and be the head cheerleader, you know? Yeah, I definitely think we got through COVID, there was a lot of communication, but now even more so with the Roses Rundown, and now everyone knows when a game is. Yeah. Like, it's all over the Instagram, it's all over everywhere, and that helps that school spirit because, mm. like, I mean, I couldn't go, but the day that the boys were playing in the sectional finals and everyone knew this is the big game, everyone's going to show up and cheer them on, and the spirit from the videos of that were crazy. I feel like that's partially due to you and to everyone wanting to come back together after COVID. Yeah, thank you for that, but I, I, I think it's also our teams. Hey, we had five division champions in the fall. That doesn't happen a lot. You know, we had a... Um, sectional champion by our boys soccer soccer state championship by cross country um you know and I, we talked about my 15 years at rbr it took me seven years to get five division championships and a sectional and a state championship you know that was in that's that's seven years times three that's 21 seasons we did it here in the first season so i think that yeah i like to take the credit for it but i think our team's doing so well i think that you know they were incredible but also it was like a perfect storm, like you, like a perfect anti-storm where we come mm -hmm. off of COVID. I come in, Hurricane Dow comes up the coast. Teams are good. <laughs> Next thing you know, bam. And I say this all the time, I call it vitamin W. Winning helps a lot of that. But also when you got good kids and you're winning, everything's taken care of, you know, it's, it's a perfect storm. And that's why I think that's where we're, uh, we're sitting here today thinking about this and talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think that the fall, like, winning records that most of the teams had and how well the boys did and how well, I mean, I'm going to shout myself, like, our team out, field hockey field did. Field hockey, yes. Yeah. All right. So we, it went so well that now everyone's so excited for winter sports. And mm -hmm. our boys' basketball team is looking really good, and the girls' basketball team is too. And I feel like there's so many transfers this year that are going to make our athletic programs even stronger. And I think part of that, the, like the reason why kids have transferred here is because of the St. Rose community and the backing that they have through the athletic department. The, 
I feel like is not present in a big public school setting. Yeah, I, I totally agree because I, I, I've sent my kids all to school, you know, to a public school. And, you know, one's a coach at Florida State. They all plays baseball at Georgia. And the one's, other one's a senior um, and had great experiences where they went. But I, lo- I would love to have them here. You know what I mean? They didn't get, you know, they got a good public school education. They have a lot of good friends and... And, they, and they're happy where they went and where they did. But I walk around here and I said, my God, if they came here, they'd be even happier. I think for a kid, uh, there's not a pl- other place I would want to send my kid to. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just at athletics. That's walking the halls, academics. They see the teachers engaged in classrooms. Um, and like I said, I'm not the educator. I'm not that, that's the administrator for what you learn. But I definitely know, as an as a, a public school administrator now, a private school administrator, you see that the kids are engaged and they're learning stuff and they're having fun doing it. You know, yeah. so I've only ever been in private school and I uh, yeah. yeah, so Since like kindergarten, yeah. But the way that my mom went to Ocean in the '80s and she always said it was great, but if I could have, if my parents had sent me to private school, she would have had a better experience because it's more of a close knit community instead mm-hmm. of. There were over 400 kids in her one, like, grade. Mm. When she was graduating, there were 400 kids. Me of 400 kids all four years, and everyone knows each other. Mm. And that's I think that's also why we're so supportive of each other on and off the field. Right. Because we all genuinely know each other really well, and we all see, like, each other in class or in the halls and can say, oh, I know this about that person, so I want to support them when they're playing right. or when we're working in a group in the classroom. Right. It's right. a big part of what makes a small private school so special. And when I know when we play field hockey and we see the other bigger teams that have a huge JV and they have a freshman team and we're like, oh, we want that. But also it's kind of a, do we really want to have a massive team where you don't even know everyone on right. your in the program in that? And I feel like that's also... It's a great thing because they win a lot and they have a lot of kids to choose from, but I think having a smaller team can be better too. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and I see that because I know the coaches, you know, um, you said about transfers and stuff. We do we have some kids that come in here that have chosen because they see that our coaches work with every kid, you know what I mean? And I've seen some coaches like spend quality coaching time with the kid that might be the last kid on the bench, you know what I mean? And I see them do that. Mr. Doherty, our principal has like love, he used a term called love them up, like where like you just make sure every kid feels comfortable coming to practice every day, games, um, and that they're available. Cause I always said that you're only as strong as your weakest link, you know what I mean? The weakest person and here you see that every day where every kid has to be there. I mean, there are some teams that roll out where, like you said, with field hockey, you, well, you had a big field hockey team. You had a team. big field hockey You did team have a big year, team. Yeah. This year but that was team. one of the few exceptions where, like, I know lacrosse last year, we're going to have a battle this year with lacrosse. We had 15 kids. And I remember being an opponent and seeing them, like, they were like Ironmen. They never left the field. Like, you know, there's 11 kids on the field. And they didn't get subbed out because they were doing bad. They were subbed out because they were exhausted. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we see, see, see that sometimes. Um, but... It's great. I mean, it's a place where everyone gets to play. And like you said, exactly where everyone's like a tight knit community where you do root for each other. You know, and I think that's why we go to other games where I've been to other schools where the soccer team wouldn't go watch the football team or the girls field hockey team wouldn't support the football team because they felt like there's other people that had, you know, um, you know, 
ulterior motives where they were about themselves. You know what I mean? Where this is like a little school that could, you know what I mean? And, and their teams are the representative in the community uh, to show that we can do it all. We've kind of seen that like in bowling too, like, cause yeah. the bowling team has never been very big. I think this year we've got like six, seven, maybe eight kids on each of like the girls and boys teams. And we are like, like we're just we're a team that like we just cheer for everyone. Yes. So like and like my mom will come to matches and she's a huge bowling fan. She bowled in high school and she will like bring snacks for us and she'll offer it to like the girls and the boys on the other teams too. And she'll root for everyone and she'll root for the other teams and we'll do the same. Like so any every frame, like anytime someone throws throws a ball, we're cheering them on. Yeah. Even on the other teams. And some of these other teams are like act so surprised that we're like cheering for them. Yeah. There was actually a game where like the coach was like giving my mom weird looks because she was cheering for the other team. And it's like nobody nobody really sees like a team cheering for their opponent. Right. But we're just like it's such a supportive community. We just always want to lift each other yeah. up. And it's something like we've always done, but we only really see that here at St. Well, Rose. I definitely saw it. If you remember, I was at your match. I'm not going to say who because um, I was at your match. Yeah. And if you remember, I think it was uh, Manasquan versus Ocean Boys were going for like first place to two good teams. Mm -hmm. And every time they struck or they did a strike uh, or they hit a good uh, shot, that all the boys went crazy and they were happy. But then we were off to the right bowling against somebody else every time you guys hit a shot you guys were ecstatic and you know and same with the boys but where our opponent every time they got a strike there was like it was like crickets you, you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about like where there wasn't that support like I, they would just kind of get their headphones or not headphones the ear pods mm -hmm. and go back and listen where you guys were definitely a team it was almost like you were going for first place over there on the girls you know with your girls match Whereas these two teams were really legitimate. Like, I mean, we're great Manasquan and what is it? Um, Ocean are the two best boy teams. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was, it was just as exciting with you guys, except your opponent was, you know, very quiet, you know, and I did hear you guys rooting for the other team a lot more than their own teammates were. Yeah. I was impressed with that, you know, and that's exactly what I said before when I was a, a, a athletic director or a coach against St. Rose, it always seemed like everyone just got along, you know. And well, I mean, I feel like this was a really good episode. Thank you for well, coming on. I appreciate you having me here. I don't want to be excited to be here. And, and you said it perfectly. You're kind of leading to it. Fall was special, but this winter is going to be great. Spring's going to, we're just going to keep that momentum going. And, and then even next fall, we're going to keep off this momentum and keep it going. You know, it's big momentum is going to keep rolling. So thanks for coming on. And, Thank you all for listening to the Power Potential podcast. I'm Mariana Simon. And I'm Chelsea Legata. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Power of Potential podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Subscribe to hear past and future episodes. Learn more about St. Rose by visiting our website at srhsnj.com.